Hello and welcome back to Kyle's Internal Monologue. In this episode, we're going to be discussing uh, the Witcher short story, The Road with No Return, which has no official translation uh, in English. As such, I will include a link uh, down in the description to a fan translation uh, that I have used over the course of several years to, to read it. Uh, is the is the best of the bunch of the fan translations. It's still got issues. It's got tons of errors, uh, but it's better than nothing, you know. Um, I really wish they would uh, translate this story along with something and something begins. That is also not not been translated officially. I don't know why, uh, especially considering the popularity of Witcher nowadays, but those two remain untranslated. As such, you have to read them online somewhere via fan translations. I will be covering something in Something Begins, but that will be done after the books. Even though it was written before the books, it contains certain elements that will spoil bits of the saga, uh, and I think it works best as a palate cleanser to the end of the saga uh, to heal those wounds that uh, Sapkowski has just bored into your heart. So, The Road With No Return um, was never originally supposed to be part of the Witcher saga to begin with. It was published separately, only like a year and a couple months from uh, when The Witcher, The Weishman, was uh, published. Uh, it was originally intended to be a novel, uh, but he couldn't get a book deal for it, so he trimmed it down, uh, to, uh, you know, took great lengths to trim it down into a short story format, which I think the there is evidence definitely in the current short story of a clearly being a novel that, that got chopped. Uh, everything to do with Kel... Uh, in particular, it seems super fast um, and lacks the punch uh, that I think it should have. And I think that is the consequences of it being trimmed out of a short story. Is that time and development wasn't being, uh, you know, was a commodity and wasn't able to be given the kill all that much. So his, you know, heel turn and an eventual sacrifice doesn't hit as hard as it should. Uh, due to the fact that it is ultimately a trimmed-down novel. Um, it, the original intention was this to never be ever a part of the Witcher saga at all, until uh, Mizish uh, Porowski, once again, I am not Polish, I am probably mispronouncing this you know, horribly, and I apologize a great deal. Um, he was in charge of doing the comic adaptations, the Polish comic adaptations at the time of the very short stories. Um, and he really liked The Road With No Return, so he was like, hey, I have an idea. Let's make Vicina, uh, uh, you know, uh, Geralt's mom and Corin his dad. Uh, and Sapkowski really liked the idea, uh, and so eventually wrote it in. Uh, Vicina will show up in something more uh, for a scene that is very impactful. And uh, some of the events of the story will be brought up again. Um, while it has never been officially confirmed that Corrin is Geralt's father, there is a moment in Time of Contempt where Geralt mentions he looked up who his father was after finding out who his mother was and found out that he was abandoned, uh, you know, a nobody, uh, and uh, wasn't exactly the nicest kind of person. 
uh, and that describes Cornyn, you know, uh, so not explicitly stated, but it is there. Um, so essentially this story, while being separate, it's now main attraction is, this is the story of how Geralt and, uh, you know, mother and father met. Um... And it has a lot of enjoyment from that, because we know where this is going. Uh, There's a lot to like there. It is ultimately a very generic piece, a piece that is um, fun and light, not trying to be too heavy-handed with anything philosophical. There's a couple of themes in here. Uh, outside of the obvious uh, that are interesting, you know, the last days of the Blue Blacks and the in the Vrans, uh, you know, these uh, almost bear and lizard-like uh, creatures that uh, inhabited this world before and are slowly dying out. I think in the saga it's mentioned that the, the few that remain live up in the mountains now. They're mostly extinct, um, mainly because Spikowski just wasn't really interested in bringing them into the main saga so when this was when this was brought into main canon again he just conveniently got rid of them but it actually helps with the world building that this world didn't belong to anybody and then and you know the 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 natural world is being disrupted by all the people coming to this world um you know uh the gnomes the dwarves the elves the humans etc and it just uh, disrupts the natural order of things. Vicina being a druid was very interesting because, you know, through Yen we got to know normal sorcerers, you know, and we haven't had a POV of a non-witcher yet, really. Um, and so that will come later, um, very heavily in the saga, you know, but for now, it's mainly focused on Geralt, so we don't really get to see the world outside of his eyes, his his own purview. And so to see it through Vicenna's eyes is interesting, because not only do we get a lot of insight into how magic users think, uh, but non-sorcerers, a druid, thinks differently than a mage, and operates differently, and how the world reacts to them. And through that, we get to see that Vicenna... In a weird way, even though this was never intended to be the case, uh, until much later, kind of mirrors Geralt in many ways. Uh, you know, she is a professional that goes and does, you know, does a job. Do, you know, most people distrust her for who she is and what she is. Uh, she, she's often cynical about uh, her place in the world and... Uh, what other people think, but she's also kind and caring at the same time. There's a kind of duality there. Uh, she believes that her worth is hanging by a thread and that eventually humans will grow out of the need for magic, much like Geralt feels the, that the, the world of men no longer need monster hunters, no longer need witchers, and that soon his, you know, uh, his purpose will be gone. She even runs away from her feelings, refusing to admit that she's growing fond of Corrin. Uh, and then later in something more, the the situation where she finds Geralt again, she's running away from her own feelings rather than letting her feelings guide her in a weird way. And so, essentially, Vicina mirrors Geralt. You know, the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree. 
like mother, like son, you know. And so it's quite interesting to have that dichotomy uh, because it wasn't intentional. I, I think that's what's most fascinating about Road with No Return is that when you look at it, it's a very simple adventure story. Ultimately, the adventure isn't about anything other than getting the characters to talk. This is, a you know, the Kakachni, uh, Frenigal, you know, all of that is backdrop to Corrin and Vicina chatting, getting to know each other, falling in love. That is ultimately the road with no return, as we see uh, Vicina straight up you know, basically says it when she kisses Corner into the end and goes, there is no coming back from this, you know, this is, you know, it's the road with no return. They did return from the road with the Kakachni. They didn't return from, you know, meeting each other. What, what lies ahead is going to be, uh, them together. And what's fascinating about this is that this is a very simple story with, uh, that, that uh, generic fantasy with the entire purpose of love at its at its center, but it, but it reflects on the saga in interesting ways. You have sorceress and you have a wandering bandit. Uh, you know, in many ways, while witchers aren't bandits, they are wanderers, and they're wanderers out for money. Uh, and Gout fell in love with a sorceress too. There's all this interesting parallels you can draw between Geralt and his parents uh, in a way that was never intended because it wasn't meant to be until much, much, much later when he was retconned into it. Uh, so that I think that's the biggest strength of the story is all the accidental parallels. Not, to, not, not even talking about the world building. Um... You know, this being separate, none of the world building here was supposed to correlate to what The Witcher was. However, you know, uh, Sapkowski even admits in one of his uh, introductions uh, that I found a translation of online uh, about this story uh, is that he had created this idea of a world and was kind of getting a feel for it and you know, made two separate characters that existed in the world, and it just, uh, whichever one was successful, he would move on with, effectively. Uh, not quite that way, but, it, you know, it's close enough. And, uh, so when Richard took off, he went that way, he went with Geralt, Vicina got, kind of got left behind, but the problem was is that part of her story was building this world. Uh, and so, you know, later he, you know, grafts her into Geralt's life as being his mother, but also some of the world building here, uh, the Druid Circle, um, Alzor the Mage, famous for creating monsters and also famous for creating the very thing that kills the monsters he created because they got out of control, the Witchers, uh, who in his hubris was killed by his own monster. You know, and uh, there, there's various elements of like mutagenic alchemy and magic. How the cacophony was just an ordinary spider that was altered via magic and turned into something monstrous and crazy. You know, all of this world building uh, and you know, uh, stuff sort of reverberates into the Witcher in 
either minor or major areas. The situation with Key is interesting because, uh, in a weird way, you have a bandit who is concerned about the local area, uh, and a druid who's kind of concerned, but she's mainly there for two reasons, to get the notes back from Frenengal uh, and to uh, uh, deal with the Kakachni because it is disrupting the flow uh, from the mine and thus disrupting trade, thus disrupting the economy and the flow of money. Uh, and that's and, that, and that's the main driving force behind the thing is that Vicina works for the Druid Circle, but she isn't beholden to what they want. Uh, much like Geralt, she is part of an organization that is faceless and mainly is out for a profit. Uh, and uh, she doesn't really care as much for the profit as she does for the well-beings of others. Uh, and so you have this interest in the economy of organizations don't care, individuals do. Uh, and that, that's a theme that runs throughout the saga, uh, but, it, but it's interesting that both, uh, both Geralt and Vicina, you know, uh, even though they weren't originally connected, they start from a similar angle on the story as both work for an organization that it helps people with problems, but the main motivating factor is money. And we even see in Rijman, uh with the Striga story that, um, you know, several witchers took the contract and then took the money and ran, you know, basically, or cheated people out of money. Uh, and so Geralt was, uh, you know, one of the rare few who actually gave a shit and tried. Uh, so you have that with Vicina, who, you know... Uh, came there for a particular reason, but decided, no, I'm going to help them. Uh, and I, I think it's interesting how the, the townless folk depend on the druids, but also are fearful of the druids at the same time. It's very similar to the witcher situation. Of they depend on the witchers, but they're also fearful of the witchers. And, and that's an intrinsic part of this uh, world and this series, as I talked about in Edge of the World with Josh, is that Everybody's fearful of each other. It's built on a cycle of violence, a cycle of fear uh, of the other. But yet we are so dependent on the other for our basic needs. And so there's a sort of weird irony there uh, and uh, cynicalness that I find interesting. Uh, but overall, this is a really fun story. It's nothing major. You know, It's not hitting any major thematic beats. Uh, or it's just mainly a really fun light story with these two characters getting to know each other and eventually coming together in some sort of union that we know will bear a child. So we know that it is love of some sort. Uh, you know, you really couldn't consider them having fully fallen in love yet by the end of the story, but there was clear connection and infatuation there that is going to turn into something more. It has some fun moments uh, outside of that, like the great and mighty, you know, wizard Ferengal being murdered by a basic ordinary village smithy, <laughs> Nicholas, or, uh, uh, you know, Kel 
uh, despite the problem with him, you know, his heel turn and eventual sacrifice not not having the weight behind it because it's no longer a book, it was re- reduced to a short story. That sacrifice, though, you know, I have a different metabolism than humans. That you know that 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 line saying that you know, unlike unlike you, I care. Uh, and it's sort of interesting to see the, that that microcosm of the cycles of fear and cycles of violence in a noble sacrifice. And it's a pity that he had to die in order to prove that hate no longer has to rule over their two races, that cooperation can uh, be done and be helpful at the same at the same time. Uh, and the dialogue is just so crisp. In this uh, in this short story, just beat after beat after beat, it's great. Sapkowski has some really great dialogue and some wonderful monologues, uh, but there's a certain rhythm to this story's dialogue that just really snaps. It's just boom, 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 uh, and it really really gets you going for you know invested in Cor and Vicina really quickly and invested in their romance. Uh, and I think that is the strength of the story. So overall, The Road with No Return, nothing special, but also interesting in the larger context of Saga and what it was intended to be originally, and a shame that it has not been officially translated. Once again, I will put down below a link to uh, a PDF of the story, um, you know, translated in English. Once again, it is rough. There is many, many errors in that translation, but it is better than nothing. Uh, so I shall see you next time. Till then, bye.